0: Hello, Sunshine. Welcome to the show. We are so glad that you're with us today. On today's show, we are going to be talking to one of the founders of the Grammy Award-winning Elevation Worship. He also wrote songs that you're very familiar with, just to name a few. Come to the altar, do it again resurrecting, and he's written songs for people like Phil Wickham, Brian and Katie Torwalt, Pat Barrett, Jesus Culture, and so many more. But our person and guest and wonderful friend of ours is now a solo artist, and he has a new song out, Just Like You've Always Done. So we encourage you to go check that out. Go look it up after you're done watching the show. We're going to be talking about his professional life and personal life today. So whoever you are, wherever you are, welcome. I'm Tamara, and this is Quality Tam. Don't know about you, but I know it's true we are Quality Tim, Mac Brock, everybody. Hi, Mac. What's up? Welcome. How are you? Welcome to the show. I am <laughs> it's thrilled. Good to be here. I'm thrilled that you're here. We thank you so much for taking the time. I know that your busy schedule is very full, so we won't keep you long. But we still just want to. It's just this full with like time. normal
1: family stuff, like. Normal like kid stuff. That's like that's all life. my calendar is really full with.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like you're actually no, I'm no life.
1: busier than anybody else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, good. And you got your beautiful wife Meredith, who is wonderful. I've had yes. the got the chance to meet her when you guys are in town. And uh I got to meet Cyrus, who is really cute. Yep. And this girl can sing. <laughs> the cutest. She can sing.
1: Yes. Right? She can, she sings, she writes songs. She's uh she's a gift to us.
0: Is her little heart just like dad? Look what I wrote. She she gets like, so excited. What kind of stuff <laughs> yeah. what does she write about? What Often. kind of stuff does she write about?
1: Uh I mean she she does write like a lot of like worship songs and songs <gasps> to Jesus, but then she'll yes. also write about the moon and animals and stuff like that so she's well, all over yeah. the place but it's she's that's the best. still
0: worship that's still worship because he made it all so that's yeah. great and then we got little harvey yes. i saw little harvey because you know he's harvey. got his uh his robots is he literally building robots
1: yeah so he's on he's on a robotics team he's on the wrestling team now he's i mean he's full on middle schooler he's doing all the things so middle we're just trying school. to keep up
0: he's middle school i know How old is middle school? Yes, he is.
1: I am the son. I am the dad of a middle schooler.
0: Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. So you and I got to meet about what has it been? Maybe four years now, I think, ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ish. And um, I have had the privilege of leading worship with you quite a bit, which is which is wonderful. And. It's awesome. In that time, I think it's really neat because, you know, (laughs) over time it was like, oh, Harvey's doing this or Cyrus is doing this. And then even too, when she came in and it was cute how like the little phases of life and I saw her and I was like, hi. And she's like, I don't know what to do now. And Meredith's like, that's what we're teaching her to say instead of like, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. It's so funny.
0: Who are you? What the heck is happening right now? (laughs)
1: My kids just love to go to church with me because they love to go in the green room, but it's not to meet anybody. It's just to get the snacks and the <clears throat> cheez and the fruit snacks that they always have in the green room.
0: Yes. They're like, why? I'm not here for you, lady. I'm here for this stuff over here. Thanks. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. Exactly. Well, she was adorable and her precious they're still that cheese. Way. Yeah, they're still that <laughs> way.
0: <laughs> they're so cute. So cute well, I want to get into there's two parts that I love having you here and the, and one of the parts of of knowing that we've been able to lead worship together I, I say that because I've had the chance of of kind of seeing you I'm not like not a ton I mean we didn't we didn't like spend every waking moment but it was like enough time to I think um, see a, a side of you that I don't know a lot of people get to see. <clears throat> Excuse me, if when when people are around, because sometimes you come in, you guest lead, right? You'll lead worship or you'll come into a church, you'll do, right. kind of do your thing. And then you'll you'll sort of go on your on your way and, and then go do the next thing or whatever that it is. I consider it an honor because you were able to spend quite a bit of time with myself, with the team, and you poured into us a lot, which I really appreciate. Um and in that time I just I've noticed that you've shown a, a level of consistency. You've been very consistent. Okay. And, yeah. you know, and and with that said, like, I think a lot of people ask you questions and they say, hey, this is Mac Brock, who's like the guy who, remember, he was writing with Elevation and he's got this song like, oh, come to the altar, hit like double platinum, something crazy. Um, and then there was like, <laughs> resurrect, uh, uh, Resurrecting was like a, a massive song and everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's so good, which they're right. It's good. And you're so talented. And I want to talk about how talented you are but i think that in in seeing your worship leading and seeing how you are with such respect and such love towards people off the stage um i just i wanted to kind of bring light to that because um mm. i believe that's a huge reason as to why you're so good at what you do i know that god has gifted you i believe you are anointed i believe the lord has just really really blessed you in in music but also with a sensitivity towards uh towards people and towards um just towards an atmosphere. And so with that said, I, I I um encourage you listeners, guys, to go listen to this new song just like you've always done. Excellent song. I heard it, and I was like, thank you mm, okay. Just let that keep playing. You know, you, when you, you go on and you can just hit it, and then it just, like, since you don't have it, like, on any, like, album, you just have the one song, so it just keeps looping and looping and looping. <laughs> I was like, that's fine. It can loop.
1: And then you're like, shoot, <laughs> I can't believe I've listened to this song
0: 17, five times. times. Just yeah. <laughs> yes. So go take a listen to it. Uh, we'll put it down um, in the link. We'll link you guys to all of Mac's stuff as well. But Mac, you grew up in the church. Is that right?
1: Yep my dad's a pastor. Um, and I think, you know, just even to speak to what you're saying about, uh, people and loving people. Like I, I honestly, I learned all that from my dad and he's been a pastor, you know, my whole life, but he's been at the same church now for over 30 years. And to see my dad, Mm -hmm. he is just like, um, such a relational pastor. He just cares so deeply about people. Mm. I always just grew up just seeing him love on people and care for people. And uh, yeah, he's, he's awesome.
0: That's really cool because it does seem like that has sort of just uh, seeped into what you, what you do. So it's, it's, it's obvious that your, your parents made an impact because it has, it has made an impact also in the people that you're, that you're constantly in, in touch with as well. Did that, did, Mm, so, so do you think, have you ever been away from, if I can say that as much as you'd like to share, of course, but have you ever been away from the church? Like, did you ever say like, nah, this isn't for me. I think I'll just go do my own thing or.
1: No, I, I really haven't. Um, which even that in and of itself is such a gift like i you know i grew up in the church uh grew up playing music in the church and then even when i got uh married i got married pretty young i was 22 when i got married and yeah. just immediately like me and my wife like we're both doing ministry like right off the bat in church world so yeah. I've kind of just like always been in it and always been, been a a part of churches and on church staff or doing ministry. And, uh, and I love church. I love, <laughs> I love yeah. God's church and I love what, what is uh, it, what is it, what do you think God that is continuing kinda, to do?
0: Do you think, what is it that kind of kept you, um, in that, uh, I don't know, sort of in that vein? Like, was there anything that ever just kind of like just repulsed you about where you were or aggravated you or ever like being in the ministry life you know and growing up with my parents who were who were worship pastors and things like that as well I kind of had to figure out sort of like is this what I believe in because I believe in it I'm not riding on anyone's coattails but I am trying to figure out what this is for me but I do love it you know so it's like how did you navigate through that
1: yeah, there was a season, I mean, even uh, when I was in college and, and even when I first got married, like that, I, I always like loved the church. I kind of never like rebelled in that sense, but I didn't want to be on staff at a church and I didn't want to lead worship. And I, I didn't, yeah. there was a season where I wanted to just like pursue, like I went to school for something totally outside of ministry. You did, Uh, and for a long time, like that was, that was like my goal of like what I wanted to do, like something totally separate. Wow. But, and this is part, like part of my story and part of what I'm grateful for in my life is, is the Lord like always like gave me opportunities. Even when my heart wasn't fully in it, he like still gave me opportunities to lead worship and to like be plugged into churches. And it wasn't, I was never like, uh. Like I said, I was never rebellious or even like when I was leading worship, like back in those days, it was never out of like, uh, I really don't want to be doing this, but it's in front of me. So I'm going to do it. But, but, but it wasn't what I was pursuing as like, this is what I want to make my career. Sure. Uh, but the Lord like continued to allow me to do it and ultimately just kind of like one step in front of the other, like led to like being on church staffs or, you know, going to moving to Charlotte to help kind of be a part of Elevation early on. Yeah, and yeah. Um, And then just kind of went from there.
0: Wow. So what was like, do you remember a moment that kind of catapulted you into this new, or was it just gradual?
1: Like... What do you mean? Like, like, kind new, of, like just like, like being you were like, I'm, yeah, or? I'm going to be a
0: worship leader. And now I'm, and then you were working at elevation for, for what, roughly 10 years ish. I don't, uh, and then, yeah. and then kind of going on your, on your own, um, which you very much so still work with other yeah, artists I think, churches.
1: Yeah. I think I grew up, you know, I grew up leading at church and I grew up leading worship and, that was always in front of me. And that was always kind of the thing that I did. Uh, and then even when I was like in college and, and when I first got married, I wanted to do like career wise, wanted to do something totally separate, but right. I kept leading worship because it was kind of, you know, I was like good at it and it, I liked doing it. I just didn't want to like, I didn't want to make it like my job. And sure. even, even when we first moved to Charlotte and early on staff at Elevation, I was leading worship at the church every single week, but leading worship was almost the secondary to me to like get a chance to write songs or get a chance to produce records. That was like where my heart was at. And that's what I was was like most passionate about. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until like my mid twenties that I did have like an encounter with the Lord while leading worship that was very profound and very powerful like on my life. And I realized like, man, this is what, I feel like I'm called to do more than anything else. That's awesome. And I I like to do, I like, I still like to write songs. I still like to make records, but actually like leading God's people is kind of priority for me. And that's like where like everything kind of shifted for me and shifted in like what I wanted Mm -hmm. to really pursue in my own heart and pursue in my own spirit was like actually like leading worship. And so since then, that's been like the biggest Aspect of my life. How old were outside you outside of like my roughly, family, like leading worship? What yeah. was your
0: age like around that I time? I was
1: probably I was probably like 27, 28 wow. Yeah. When that happened,
0: that's great. Yeah. A, that's a good age. That's a that's like right in the yeah, <laughs> like the pocket <laughs> right. of just like you're kind of you're maturing yeah. more, but you're not there. It like feels for, late. It like, feels
1: <laughs> late <laughs> to me, but now that I'm forty, I'm like, oh yeah, no, that was a good time.
0: Yeah, That's how I feel about having a baby at like 38. So I was like, <laughs> right. slow this down.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh man. So okay, so then with your family and with your work life, how do you kind of balance that in a healthy way? Um Did I do I get a thumbs up? That's Um, exciting. I just saw a thumbs up. Yeah, I was just
1: wondering. I I don't know what just happened, (laughs) but some uh, (laughs) these bubbles keep popping up on my uh, feed where it's like a bubble of a thumbs up, and I don't know why that's happening. It's just Um, a
0: confirmation. The Holy Spirit's giving us a little thumbs up. You're you're doing a good job. Yeah. Okay, sorry. So how do you balance it? Sorry, so what was
1: the question? I got distracted. Yeah. How do you how do you uh,
0: balance it with like with work and family, but in a healthy way, like a tangible, like somebody's out there saying, How does this guy still write? He still leads worship, he's he's in the church and, and all those are happening, but how does he keep his family really as as a yeah. healthy in the core at the core of it?
1: Yeah, because I know I mean if if you're listening now and like your own church staff, like I'm very much aware of like the chaos that comes with being on yeah. church staff and Sunday comes every single week and you've always got to be ready. You've always got to be prepared. There's lots to do. Um, I think the biggest thing for me about 10 years ago, me and my wife just like really got hardcore about like our calendar oh, yeah, <laughs> planning and meeting. And like we, <laughs> me cool. and Meredith, we meet about our calendar on a weekly basis and we make sure we're on the same page and we make sure that I know what's going on with her. I make sure I know what's going on with the kids. And so I'm not even super over the top. Like I'm so disciplined with my schedule. Like I'm not even that I'm not wired that way. Sure. Like I have some, some days where I'm like, I don't, it's a mess and I don't know (laughs) what I'm doing, but I have gotten really good at like putting stuff on the calendar and making sure I know what's going on. Cause half, I think half the time in when I look back at like frustrating seasons in my marriage or frustrating seasons in my life, it was just because of like unmet expectations right. that we had for our schedule or for like what was going on. And so the more that we've kind of gotten locked in, we both have very busy schedules. My wife runs a crazy schedule just like I do and we're both like in the opposite ends of the spectrum doing different things our kids are at an age now where they've got a bunch of stuff going on and so it's like hard to keep up but we we diligently like meet about our calendar sometimes it's week to week sometimes it's like hey we need to have a three-month calendar meeting and plan like what's (laughs) what's coming up in the spring or something like that Uh, and we've just gotten really really good at that and we've gotten really intentional about that and then when it comes to like writing or making music or, you know, leading worship still, mm-hmm. even those, like I just put it on the calendar. Like I'm I'm not a writer that will just sit down and I only write when I'm feeling inspired or sure. I only write when I'm, you know, have like a burst of inspiration. But it, But it's something that I put on my calendar and I say like, all right, next wednesday from 10 to noon i'm gonna sit down and i'm gonna work on this song or i'm gonna set up a zoom with some friends and we're gonna get on and we're gonna write together and it's just something that i like have to put on my calendar and i have to stay committed to otherwise i get in the zone of like i'm good like i don't need i i I would like a day off and let me just (laughs) hang today and do nothing and then <laughs> watch the one, office yeah
0: <laughs> yeah I feel you and then one day turns to what what day was that did yeah. I say
1: <laughs> yeah exactly right. I know but you know what and, and I will oh, say I know I will add to that that like I, I I do feel like I am good at at having like a gauge on like space for myself and knowing like Hey, like I need to have like some time, (laughs) some quiet time where I'm like, just like where I'm not doing anything and I can just kind of like read or just kind of hang, hang with my kids or whatever. So I'm like, I'm good at that stuff too, but all the work stuff, I just have to put on my calendar and I have to make sure I'm like on it.
0: Well, when you think about having a job that is kind of like, you know, you, you do some people work from eight to five or nine to five where they have these hours um, you quickly learn as an artist that you have to make those hours because if you don't, you lose the discipline. And if you have no discipline, right. you really won't get anything done. Um, a lot of people will say, well, just, just aimless. I do y- Yeah. And, and you're like, you're, you're just you're, you're hitting zero targets. And that's all, and that's never a great thing because you then feel kind of like you're losing control of your life a bit. Not that you have full control of it, but you do feel like you you could, you're not able to pace yourself, I guess, in the right way because you don't really have anything in in order, you know.
1: Yeah, and I'll and I'll say this if you know if anybody that's listening that like is on church staff, and sometimes you get in that even that eight to five, nine yeah. to five zone where it's like, man, I'm just so busy I can't even get ahead to do yeah. the things that like. I really want to do or that, th- you know, like even that stuff, like I always encourage people because lo- I've talked to a lot of songwriters who are on staff at church and I guarantee you as soon as stuff gets busy, the first thing that's going to go away is setting aside time to write songs. It's so and true. It's just ah! so important. I, I, I try to encourage <laughs> so many people like it's so important to like prioritize <sighs> the things that you're passionate about and that you care about. You've, sure you've got to get the things done that you have to get done. You have to get planning centers set up. You got to get ready for the weekend, whatever it might be. But if you can, if you really, really value songwriting for your church, or you really, really value releasing music or making an album or, or team night or whatever it might be like, I don't know what it might be for you. Like, you've got to get in the habit of, like, putting it on the calendar and and make it, like, non-negotiable in some senses and, and trying yeah. to make sure you, like, set aside time to pursue those big picture things. Yeah. Because in, in, like, our culture where you're just kind of, like, constantly trying to hit goals for the week or goals for, like, what's right in front of me, it's just so easy to lose sight of. Right the big picture stuff that we care about.
0: Seems like as you plan that way and you just do that more and more, you realize what's tangible, what you, what's realistic of an expectation and what's a non-real, not realistic expectation. I think you start to, you're able to sift through what that looks like and you're kind of able to make new, oh, that was it. That goal was a little tough to meet because of A, B, and C, but (laughs) I think we'll be able to do this. And you do, you start to, you just kind of how you and Meredith are doing it. It's like, you guys are just you're doing your thing, but you're learning over time what is what's what's best for the the life that God has you on that that path that He's taking you down, which is awesome. Speaking of writing, um, you are now a lot of writers will say I, I kind of want to shift into the writing thing, as so I'm happy you brought that up. You are an extremely gifted writer. This is agreed upon across the globe, and a very humble person at when that's mentioned. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how else to say it, but <laughs> your humility behind um, your ability is wonderful. So we really trust you when it comes to this topic. And- at least okay. I do. And a lot of people who have mentioned, you know, different things like, oh, I noticed that the, when they see us leading together and stuff and they've asked me lots of questions, does he, what does he do for this? And what does he, and I'm like, guys, I don't like sit down and like grill him of like, so what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? What's your, you know, what's your trick in, in the trade? And what do you do? I'm like, I don't, I, we're very, it's very not that way. It's, we're very busy. So like it is, now I get the chance to to ask. And I guess, um, so my question to you is this, so the first question a lot of people will say that you should never write alone. It shouldn't just be you. You should always have someone there because it's just – that's just your opinion. It's just your way and you're never going to really breach outside of yourself. I think ev- I think a lot of people would agree that that wouldn't be a good thing to do all the time um, to maybe branch yeah. out. But what is your, what is your suggestion on that or kind of belief in your approach to writing in regards to by yourself or with other people?
1: Yeah. I mean, I would, I would never say like, don't write alone or like, you know, make sure you always have somebody else that's like writing with you. Because I mean, for me personally, I am always writing with other people and I like having that one or two people to bounce ideas off of and throw around, you know, does this idea suck? Like be honest, you know, having that is like good for me, but that's not for everybody. Um, I would say if you're if you're writing for church, if you're writing for like a, you know your home, yeah, uh, that it you could write a song by yourself totally, and then like share it with people, you know, share it and make sure like is this connecting? Is this just speaking to me, or is it connecting you know to my to my pastors and to my leaders, and and then ultimately like is it connecting with my people and, and the people that I'm serving? Yeah, uh, and so. I I love the collaborative process just across the board. I love collaboration. I love working with others. Uh, and so if you're a songwriter that's you know, I always encourage you like write with other people, yeah. get work, that muscle. But if you don't write well with other people, like write by yourself and then share it with other people and then get like feedback and say like, what do you think yeah. of this? Is, is this any good? because we do we can't get like siloed off in our own opinions and our own thoughts you know uh but i think like as a church we're all like a community that's like working together and doing stuff together and so i i lean into that
0: agreed who is one of your favorite i know we don't want to like pin people out or whatever but is there just somebody you're like man every time we write together it's just like we just click (laughs) is there just anybody that you just have like one of my
1: i mean there's so many I feel so like lucky to get to write with like so many awesome writers. Yeah. Uh, one person that sticks out uh, is Pat Barrett. is is a guy that I write with a lot. Um, who has written just like some of my favorite songs to lead personally. Uh, and I don't know. There's just always something like we're kind of cut from the same cloth a little bit in mm-hmm. the way that we write and how songs that inspire us. We always kind of make jokes that me and him can write the heck out of like some b sides. <laughs> Like we're just like, lo- <laughs> like every song that we write, we love. And we just think like, this is the best song I've ever written. <laughs> and it's like always like just kind of like a B side, Like it's never like a single. Um, but they always like minister to me and they always like touch me. And so like, I'm, I just, I'm, I'm always drawn. I was even, I was on the phone with them earlier today, talking about a song that uh, he's releasing that we worked on. And it's just like, it's such a chill, beautiful song Yeah, that, I'm like, I don't know if the song is like a, a hit or anything, but it really ministers to me and I love it. So he Pat, Pat's one of those writers for me <laughs> that every time like we're, we're just always on the same page. Hmm. Uh, yeah, he's awesome. That's
0: awesome. That's awesome. Find your people, guys. Get out there and find your people and stick with them because it's awesome. And also, I think it's neat what you said, too. It's like, I don't know if this is going to be anything special like, or if it's going to be anything like a hit of, or whatever, but like you still write it and you still get into it, you know, because you're not the, the ultimate yeah, goal, I, right? I think that that's like,
1: important. Is, yeah. And especially for worship music and, and mm-hmm. for songs for the churches, you know, like you you want to write a song that's like sound and that it's good yeah. and that it has like lifts and all the dynamics that kind of draw us to music but but it's impossible to think of like the song is gonna be a banger you know that's yeah. like gonna be like it's gonna hit so hard like it really is like near impossible to determine that <laughs> yeah. especially like in worship music because you don't know like what's gonna touch people you know and and what's gonna like really really like connect right um i don't know what they're yeah. what, what people now, are Pat, like on the other hand also like writes like some of like the best smash like hits that like we've sang at the church. And so like that, you know, like he, yeah, you're he can like also in do his case. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I
0: don't know if that applies to him. Cause like in his case, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's had his days where he's like, what are you kidding me? This isn't the one that hit off, you know, yeah. That's crazy. Right, That's really right. fun, though. That's good. Well, what do you tell people who feel really deeply called to worship leading or songwriting, but they're kind of afraid to approach it just because they're unsure? I know for a long time, now I feel like I have freedom to do that. But for a long time, I kind of felt a little bit afraid of pursuing something because I didn't understand all the ins and outs, all of the the little things, like the tedious things that sometimes have to go through, like who's going to be your publisher and how do you copyright this and how do you, um, you know, how do you take care of your music? But you don't want to be greedy, but you don't want to play the whole like, well, we're all Christians here. We're all we're all believers here. Like yeah. you got to you know, business is business. But how do you find that? What do you tell somebody who's kind of like stuck in that place?
1: Man, I I think the biggest this piece of advice is going to be like an annoying piece of advice. I'll just go ahead and preface it with that. Do it anyway. But the biggest thing like is if you, if you feel yeah, if you feel like you're called to write songs You've got to write songs and you've got to just do it and you've got to do it all the time and work on that muscle all the time. great. And like you look at even, even some of your favorite songwriters, like the person that comes to my mind is Jason Ingram is like a songwriter that I write with a ton. And if you were to look at all the songs that he's written that have had like a massive impact on the church, like you'd be blown away. Like he, he's had such a strong voice in worship music. Yes, but he's also written so many songs that you've never heard of, or he's also written so many songs that that's great uh, that he's never even released, you know. Yeah. And but he he's just committed to writing all the time, and yeah. and that's that's one of the things. I mean, you could go down the list for all of our favorite songwriters: Joel Houston, Matt Redman, everybody. Like the amount of songs that come out of them that we actually never hear or are never like big songs it's endless but they keep showing up to do it you know and and because songwriting is in their heart and it's in their spirit and they got to get it out you know and and it really is like it's like working out a muscle where you have to work out every day or every week or you know how often as often as you can because that's the only way that you're going to grow as a songwriter. That's the only way that you're going to like move forward as a songwriter. And so you just have to do it. Yeah. And that's like, (laughs) that's hard because it is scary. Like writing, writing a song is scary and (laughs) and putting yourself out there is scary, especially if you're like co-writing with other people and you like share an idea and they give you a look like, (laughs) Oh, that's an awful idea. You know, like it's embarrassing and and it's vulnerable (laughs) and it's crazy. But, it's just part you, you have to be comfortable with that. You have to get comfortable with that yeah. and just doing it. You know, there's so many times that I've been in, in song rights that I feel like, man, today I'm just like dry. Like I don't feel oh, like yeah. I'm bringing anything to the table and a few ideas that I have, I feel like are lame and yeah. I, I don't even want, I want to like stay quiet, but I keep showing up and I keep like putting out those ideas and just throwing them against the wall That's and, great. Uh you never know what's going to come out.
0: And don't you think it, uh, that a lot of it can come from your time with the Lord? Like when you're when you're in prayer with God and when you're reading in scripture and you're seeing who he is, a lot of that really does start to kind of shave off some of the things that come in our way that sort of block us from being able to fully move forward. And and I I have noticed I don't and tell me kind of what you're feeling on this, but notice that like there's some things i care a lot less about when i'm deeper and deeper in the word when i'm more surrounded and sitting in oh, his spirit sure. and resting in him that i'm that it isn't just that church talk or like the that lingo that's there it's like it truly is a tangible real i'm holding on to the hands of my father and i'm and i really am saying i don't care what they say i i'm going to i'm doing this yeah. out of obedience or whatever so i think the more you spend time with your creator you realize that like like Jesus came to give you life and life abundantly. And that abundance comes as well in in that writing time or or in your fears, he lets lets you, you sort of release, you fully surrender, you know, those fears to him. What are your thoughts yeah, on that? There yeah. Times, yeah, there are definitely times, yeah,
1: there's definitely times that I've had conversations with my wife or I'm talking with somebody, they might be asking me like advice. And I have like two answers where I'm like, well, if I'm in a spiritually healthy place, this is how I feel about that. Yeah. When I'm in a spiritually unhealthy place, then all my insecurities come out or all my anxieties come out. (laughs) Well said. And and that's just so like, that's such an accurate thing is, is when I'm at a spiritually healthy place and in like healthy relationship with Jesus and constant communication with him and constantly like digging into his word or, or receiving stuff from him, man, my, uh, so many aspects of my life are better, sure. <laughs> you know, and are more under control of like just like that spiritual health yeah. and that emotional health. And then I can very much sense like the times that I feel distant or the times that I haven't been disciplined about something, man, all like crazy thoughts get in your sure. head or you get anxious a lot easier or you get more insecure about stuff. And so, yeah, yeah that's totally accurate.
0: Okay. Well, and even too, that might even lead into answering that question too that comes in that we get about, what do I do? How do I pursue this? What is the afraid? Like, if I'm afraid to do this and this, I would think pray about where where the Lord has you and ask God to bring the right people in your path because there are, there are, and you can like look up all kinds of stuff too in regards to what does being a publisher mean? What does copywriting your song look like? We've got, you know, there's, what is it, BMI, ASCAP? We've got all kinds of things that you can look into and- um. That's and, so easy. All that stuff, like don't stress about songs. that stuff. That stuff, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean that's it it might seem complicated and, and it is like confusing at some point, but yeah, like you're don't right. let that ever be like That's a what it is. It just sounds you, that's
0: scary, but it's not.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you can figure that stuff out. That's Yeah. yeah that's I think
0: a lot – we have tons. It's like, well, then how does he secure his music and how does he keep it so – this isn't this. And then I was even doing a workshop the other day and they're just like, okay, we have all this writing time and now it's like everybody's like, well, what do we do with these songs and where do they go and how do you do this? The logistics and the kind of the those kinds of things, yeah, you should talk about them. Those should be established and get those down. Do your research. You can do that. There's a lot of easy ways to find that out. What's it, What's a resource for somebody to kind of just go into that to say, hey, I can – I, uh, this'll help me kind of see the music world and how to get started into securing their songs or whatever that it might be. What do you, yeah, uh, I mean, do you, have you,
1: any, like, you, s- you said it like there's like BMI, there's ASCAP, like you can go on their websites and like, just check out like how to sign up, you know, pay the fee to become a writer with them or to, you know, submit your songs to them just yeah. for copyright purposes. And, yeah. uh, and even, you know, like like have an entertainment lawyer that like you set aside some funds to like have a conversation (laughs) with them and to learn like here's what I need to do and do the steps to just kind of move forward but I would say like focus more on just the art of what you're doing and the actual tangible like sitting down writing songs working on those that's great moving forward with that and and figure out all the other stuff later
0: (laughs) that's great that's great. Thank you. So last question because I know we ran out of time here. So man, we just can go forever. It's fantastic. Um I tend to babble been, on and on. That's okay. It's great. All of it is fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Um we there was a there was a time when um I think I I don't know what song it was. I was singing I was leading some song and I was you had just finished your song and then I don't know if we were sharing it maybe or what. I don't know. I can't remember what we were doing. And I I was feeling very, very, uh, like a lot had happened that day. I think we had some, a family member had passed away. It was a tough day. And I had just come into rehearsal and nobody knew about what was going on. I had just come in and I was just, it was coming to work and doing all that. And then we were leading and we got everything set up and you had no, no clue about this. And then we're on we're on the on the platform we were singing on stage and we we're we're sitting there and and it was about ready for me to start my song and I remember just saying like everything that happened like I'm singing this out of me as well this is all going to be coming out as I'm singing this this worship song and I look over and you're standing there like I don't know what you're thinking, but like you were looking at me like I believe in you. <laughs> There was like this look of like, like we're all here as one body, and you had no clue what was going on in my life, but there was like this prayerful presence that you had, and you were present in the Mm -hmm. moment, and you were worshiping in that song, and I had the 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 like it refocused my brain of like we're all here together my spirit is with you father I've committed it into your hands and we're doing this song together and we're all going with with something we all bring something whatever kind of luggage baggage that it looks like everybody in this place brings something and that was so encouraging to me because there was something about that peripheral presence and that, that you had that you showed an example when you're not leading a song that you're very much so a leader. You're very much so still mm-hmm. leading, but you're leading from behind. Or you're or you're you're with the crew as a whole. We all are going in this together. And it made yeah. me I, I thought it I thought about oh go ahead, go ahead.
1: No, I w- I was say gonna something? say like that is how I lead. Like I I do feel that we are like all in it together and and somebody there can be like a point person that's like leading the song or singing the words and trying to lead the people. But we're all, all the musicians are in it together. We're all leaders together. Yeah. We all carry authority together. Yeah. And so like, I am like very much lead from a place of that, of, you know, we're in this together. Yeah. We all have a calling. We all have authority. We yes. all have an anointing. An anointing that we're like stepping into when we're on that stage. And so, yes, and I I want to deposit that not only to the vocalists and to the musicians, but like deposit that out into the room, like as we're leading
0: yes and i encourage those of you who are listening to know that what whatever part you play on your teams um and if you're not on a worship team but you do music uh, solo music or you're doing music somewhere else or you're a musician you're not a singer but you're doing something else you're a writer you're a producer whatever that it is your part is so vital in everything and and it's just it's just living proof everywhere that you go that god uses all of us together and it reminded me of what you're going through it reminded me hey max got stuff going on at home too he's got a busy life He's got things going on. You guys are doing foster care stuff. Um, you I just cause you know on Instagram and stuff, sometimes you'll post pictures of your precious family and yeah. and you've got little Z in there and he's been around uh for yeah. a little bit. And 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 I was I remember when I had first met you, you guys were just starting. He he had just come to your house. <laughs> they had called you or something, yeah. and he and he and you're like, Yeah, we we have this little guy and he's precious, and you know, so that was really cool. And Um, and now to see time to always be, be ready and willing to say, God, whatever you want, you're always, you guys are always constantly with open hands, you know, but you're bringing that into when you're leading worship, when you're writing songs, it's all, it all plays a part. So how do you, how do you manage kind of that as your, which is, which was my final question is in what you're going through in your personal life, uh, how does that how does that sort of become a filter through what you're writing and when you're singing? Does it distract you or does it how do you keep it from distracting you and you stay focused? Yeah.
1: I mean, I think it's all connected. I think it's all I'm naturally going to write about what the Lord is teaching me or I'm going to mm-hmm. naturally write about what might be what season I'm in in life or things that I need to speak to myself or things that I need to be encouraged with. Right. That's going to naturally come out of me. At the same time, I've also tried to be careful not to um, filter everything that the Lord is depositing into me as like, ooh, this would make a good worship song or this would make a good leadership teaching point. Like a lot of times, like just try to receive it, try to, you know, whatever the Lord is doing in my life, just kind of be aware of it and (laughs) receive it and receive it with my wife and have conversations and not... Almost not let it totally filter into like, how am I going to use this? That's fantastic. As a ministry thing, or, you know, but it naturally is going to come out and it's naturally going to filter out into what I do just because of life you know because that's the way life works and you let it Uh, you're letting
0: it too i think that's good you let but you're also like you said you're putting that that filter on there which is good because that's holy spirit conviction too it was god's like hold hold on a second let's not like yeah so that's awesome that's great that's great oh man i could just talk forever you're like yeah but i gotta go so (laughs) this is awesome
1: (laughs) i've loved it i've loved hanging with you you
0: You're so great. It's great to talk to you. It's great to see you. It's been too long, man. Too long. But it's wonderful. And, and thank you. Thank you so much. And we just send our love to Meredith and to Harvey and to Cyrus and Lil Z. And we just thank you guys for everything um, that you do and all the work that you put into life that people just see on the outside. But there's a lot going on behind Thank closed you. doors. I mean, there's laundry, yeah. there's cooking, there's cleaning. <laughs> there's your know TikTok roundups. I am on my way to pick up my kids from
1: school right now. <laughs> I know, oh, I know, I know. That's the most important thing, TikTok round Yes, up. it
0: is. <laughs> <laughs> So there's that. But anyway, if you guys want to go follow Mac, feel free. He's on Instagram, Facebook. He's all over the place. We'll put stuff on the bottom. Also, go listen to his new song, Just Like You've Always Done. I hope that encourages you as much as it encouraged me for sure. Um, And we can't wait to hear and see all of the things that you're doing. We support you. We're standing behind you. You are awesome. Keep up the good work. Hey, guys, (laughs) thanks for joining us today. I am Tamara, and you are listening to Quality Tam. If you or anyone you know would like to sponsor a show, visit qualitytam.com. Remember to like and subscribe and follow Quality Tam on Facebook and Instagram.
1: Chill, bro. Quality Tam.